0: everybody welcome to another episode i'm so happy i'm so grateful that you're here and if you're new to the show episodes drop every wednesday morning and i'm helen denham i'm a meditation teacher behavior change specialist women's empowerment coach and singer-songwriter so today we have another wonderful guest joining us we've got Catherine schiff here so I first came across Catherine's work and her teachings when I joined The Den as one of their teachers and I started taking other classes that were available. And I immediately gravitated toward Catherine's psychic meditation classes. And after three classes with her, I really started to notice a shift in myself and what I was able to start perceiving and we talk about that in our conversation together so i won't go too much into it but she's really special she has such a gift and she helps she helps all of us activate our inner knowing our intuitive guidance system so Catherine is an energy healer clairvoyant spiritual minister and intuitive teacher she practices a unique method that physically looks at a client's growth cycles and life path She facilitates healings on the aura and the chakras, and this helps release energetic stagnation, attachments, outdated or negative belief patterns, other people's energy, fear, and other emotions that keep us from healing and manifesting our highest potential. And this process of letting go allows more clarity and ease to come into our lives. So Catherine works together with her clients to customize healing for them, and she also clairvoyantly reads what's going on. And in a classroom meditation like The Den, she helps to create a really beautiful and safe environment where people can connect to their highest self, the divine self, source energy, and to their intuitive space. She teaches meditation, clairvoyance, and energy tools, and has been named one of the top 50 psychics in the United States. So enjoy this episode, you guys. As you're listening, you can find Catherine on Instagram at Catherine Schiff, and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. And while you're listening, if you feel like a buddy might benefit from what you're learning, please feel free to send it along, leave a review if you feel called. And I love you so much. Thank you again for being here and I'll talk to you on the flip side. To kick it off, the first question I love to ask people is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to in the morning?
1: Uh, it's funny. I wish, uh, and I, and one of my intentions for myself this year is to like, is to commit more to some kind of, you know, beautiful routine for myself. But I was thinking I have a natural routine. <laughs> um, that is, I like to wake up very slowly and in total quiet. Like I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of ensure that I'll wake up before others or whatever, just so I have a lot of quiet. Cause that's when it's just easier for me just to kind of get in the body to start my day. So I like to wake up that way. And then I usually do my psychic meditation. So, you know, which we're probably going to talk about, but I usually ground, I start running my energy and I just call my energy back like from the dream space. And I just replenish and I get, and sometimes I'll spend you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes doing that. I used to do a lot longer. (laughs) Now I might spend five minutes doing it. Um, but I do that. And then every day I mean it, it, I, if I don't, I'm usually kind of like, Oh, why didn't I get to do it? But I walk. I like to walk in the beginning of my day before I'll have a cup of coffee. Yes. I have one cup of coffee always. I love it. It's like my thing, but then I go on my walk and, um, and it's funny. I was thinking, do I do anything else? I do. I make tonics. That's very ritualistic. I do. I make tonics. I love them. I like the process of making it. I program them with like my intention for my health that day. Like when I'm blending it, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm putting in like oh, health or I want to feel this, whatever. And I drink my tonics, which um, are very specific. And I'm just going to tell y'all because I think they're amazing, but it's a guy that is from Ohio he makes them and I've had others out there. They're the best. I mean, they just like, I feel different when I drink these tonics because of the way he makes them. So anyway, that's part of how I begin my day. And then anything can happen.
0: <laughs> you totally have a routine. It's so beautiful. It sounds very natural. And just like what you're gravitating toward, what goes yeah. into the tonics what's in there.
1: So there, this, uh, this guy's name is Romania Dean Thomas. And, um, It's, I literally would have to look at it. It's a concoct. They're like these little jars of these powders, right? And you add them, you can put them in your smoothie. I make them with um, like a splash of like cashew milk or something, just a splash to make it frothy, hot water, and like a teaspoon of ghee and a tablespoon of coconut oil. And then you put these powders in, and then the powders, he has different ones, but I take one called Empath, which is. You know, part of what I do, the intuitive work and the healing work, it's really important, and this gets into the teaching of what we do, to clear out, right? All the work that we do on other people and just going through our normal days, it's really important to clear out and to clean out and to make sure you're not holding that energy. So I'm pretty good about that. But, you know, I work a lot. The times are kind of bananas. Like there's so much going on that I find, you know, in the last couple of years, especially during this pandemic, I've been working like double time, triple time. So, and my work is my livelihood. So, you know, whatever that means. I'm just constantly doing it. So I started adding his empath one into it just as that extra like, oh, it's gonna clear me out too. <laughs> and that's the most recent one, which I I notice it already, like you know is it is it the ingredients the other ones I use are for like feminine like female energy like hormonal um you know helping the empathic space again like the second chakra um for like energy that kind of thing and they have reishi in them and you know kind of all different kinds of mushrooms and all different kinds of stuff I wish I was an alchemist but it's about 10 ingredients let's say
0: Beautiful, like superfoods and and mushrooms. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it's
1: like, it's kind of like earthy and like a, you know, it just feels decadent also. (laughs) It's kind of like a treat.
0: Totally. Yeah. That's like a, it's a really nice way to kind of just show yourself reverence in a way and and really be intentional with uh, what you're putting in your body and your energy space. It sounds like.
1: Yeah. And I never, I like how you asked that. Like, how do you, do I have a ritual? Because I had to ask the question and at first I was like, I don't. And then I, then I realized I absolutely do. I just create who knew, you know,
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think a lot of people don't really realize it. I ask this with every guest, and they're like, No, and then they'll be like, Oh, yeah, there are things that there are habits that I have. So Um, funny, yeah, it's so funny. So, I will have given a little introduction about who you are and what you're doing, what you're working on. But, um, you mentioned your psychic clearing meditations that you do in the morning for yourself. Um, can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah, but you're teaching and and practicing,
1: yeah. So the foundation of the intuitive healing work intuitive healing work is psychic meditation so it's a way of just very easily accessing your psychic space getting in the psychic space which for me that is how i meditate so my meditation isn't um mindfulness it isn't mantra although i might use those aspects in it it is getting in the psychic space so getting in that sixth chakra that third eye, that place of neutrality, specifically because when I'm in that space, I can allow and observe whatever's coming up. I can see it. So I get some information from it if I want. And I can also not resist it. You know, I can allow it to happen, go, oh, that's what I've been working on, or that's a fear, or that's what I'm feeling. And then I get to let it go. So that's what the psychic meditation is about. That's why it's intuitive healing. It's both. Because in order for me to access my intuition, I have to do healing on myself and they work together in order for me to, um, heal. I have to be willing to see what's going on, (laughs) right? They work together. So every day I do uh, essentially the foundation of what I teach, which is energy tools. So I close my eyes, I go into the center of my head. Where I can get peace, I can get neutrality, I get out of whatever else is going on and I ground myself consciously. I literally attach a grounding cord at my root chakra. I set it on release, everything starts moving. I start coming into the body more. And then I actually run my energy, which you've, you've experienced, um, where I connect with earth consciously, run it through my leg channels. So we have all these channels, right? These channels, they go through all the chakras. So basically I do like a, a workout for my energy system connect with the earth energy runs through my legs connect with the cosmic energy running through the back channels, mix the two, they run up the front channels. Now my chakras are spinning consciously. Everything's moving and flowing like a, like a river of energy. And it just means that I'm starting my day clearing out anything that was stuck or, or, or heavy or intense or just not moving and I'm going through my day so that whatever comes in, I take what I need and the rest starts to move out. So, you know, I'm, we're bringing health into the body when we move our energy and run our energy, because anything stagnant energetically in the body is going to turn into something else. So it's like, you know, working on the spiritual first, even though I might have a lot of physical stuff going on. Also, that physical is always the last thing, right? To uh, to happen. So I'm running my energy so that if anything's stagnant or, you know, kind of stubborn, it's starting to move and it won't turn into something more, or at least I can start to do healing on it. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like causes stagnation for the most part? Oh gosh. Um, The stagnation in the body. Oh my gosh. What causes it stress, but what are you stressed about? most of the time, we don't even know, I don't even know when I'm stressed, I have to sit there and like run my energy and go, wow, I'm breathing finally, and I'm seeing colors release. or someone will tell me you're stressed. I'm like, <laughs> Am I? Because I can just, you know, some of us can handle a lot, or we're used to it. But when you start releasing and moving your energy, then you get more awareness of, yeah, okay, this, maybe I don't feel, you know, horrible right now, but something is off. And that little bit of energy is that stagnation. So it can be, um, something got triggered. Like I had a memory or someone said something and maybe it didn't feel like it affected me that bad, but it did. It triggered out some like unworthiness of something, you know, even from 10 years ago. And then that thing happened. I'm trying to push it down, trying to push it down, go on with my day or just move on to something else. And all of a sudden it's in there in a loop, you know, or pain by emotional pain about something. And it's just constant. It's not releasing. It's going to, it's like it builds layers and it gets thicker, you know, mm-hmm. and then it turns into something.
0: Mm-hmm. I love sometimes you prompt us in your, in your classes to call all of our energy back to us and even rate like how much of our energy is really here. And that really lit something up in me. I was like, wow, I am in so many different places right now. And I didn't even realize it. Like, can you touch on that a little bit? And like, where is our energy going? What, what's, what's going on with our consciousness and and where else are we?
1: Isn't it fascinating? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Okay. So think of it as our, my spirit, my soul, my consciousness, whatever all that is me, you know, Catherine as spirit, right? So when we come here, we bring as much as we can, we bring it into this physical body, right? We bring it into our body and, and into ourselves and everything. And then we start going through life and having these experiences. Um, because we're this motion, energetic being, we're not stagnant, right? Nothing is ever really still, or 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 there's something kind of um that wants to be released. There wants to be in motion. So everything's moving. Everything's moving. But because of the beings we are, because we're these kind of spiritual beings in these bodies, and we're kind of in a you know, a, we're we're borrowing some some of our energy to be here, and some of our time. Well, we're in a a process of time to be here. So as we go through this experience, all the things that have happened along the way, like the past, like my childhood, or um, even my past lives, right? Or even a vacation that I went on, you know, or a memory. All these things, because we have these experiences, often we'll leave some of our energy in them. We'll leave our energy in something because it was so amazing. We want to go back and be there again. Or because something happened and we haven't resolved it, or we're still concerned about it. So that that awareness that even though we can we can understand it in our space and even get the information of oh yes your energy is in something that happened when you were three years old. I can see it in your shoulder. It would carry it in us. That part of us, time wise, is in that past picture. So bizarre, right? Or and I say this like I use like, you know, people planning weddings, for example. You know, you're you're planning your wedding and it's way out in the future and it's so exciting and it's the celebration. So their energy is in that event that's that's all out there that hasn't happened yet. So what that means is if my energy or my awareness or consciousness is in something in the future or in something in the back, or just with someone else that I'm worried about, what that means is that. I don't have 100% of my energy with me right here right now so I cannot be total to, in total clarity cuz I don't have all my energy with me doesn't mean I can't have clarity but I can't have the maximum amount of clarity and I can't be in my full power I can't be um I can't be in my full personal creative power to manifest what it is I want so I want all these things but they're just not happening Or they're having, they're happening kind of like half or weird, or why did that happen? Well, my energy is not in it. And it can be as simple as, you know, I teach classes. So like, oh, I'm going to teach this class, you know, day after tomorrow, but I'm working on this, you know, program that's a longer, bigger, more, whatever, energetic thing in, in two months and all my energy's in it. And so all of a sudden I get to my class and it's like, oh, there's nobody in my class. Well, I didn't even put any energy in my own class. So we want to come back and go, my energy's in this. I bring attention to this. Yes. Be present and then go into the next thing Mm -hmm. Or, or just call it back. So what we do with that gold sun is it's okay to have a million different things going on, but what you want to do, and this is what I do at the end of every meditation and every night for sure, is I call all my energy back. I start to call it back. That gold sun it calls back all your, you look for your, like your bright colors, like all your vibrations. I call them back from, you know, my family, from, you know, a class that I went to earlier from dinner last night, you know, from the astral, how much are we doing in our dream space? I am constantly working on stuff in my dreams. All, people tell me all the time, you were my dream last night, we were doing this. I'm like, yep, I get so much th- stuff done in my dreams, right? But you've got to call your energy back from the astral into here.
0: hmm I, I was just bringing to mind somebody describing, I think it was Dolores Cannon actually describing like people getting sleep paralysis or having issues like waking up because they're, they haven't um, dropped back in yet. They're still yeah. out in the astral world. And that was totally. such a, a physical representation of that.
1: And so freaky. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. But if mm-hmm. you have tools, you're like, okay, well, well, don't be afraid call your energy back. Okay. Here I am.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. And when you describe yeah. that practice too, of calling it back the first time I did that with you, I, I felt like I was a battery charging back up like, whoa, I really was only like 40% here and now I feel so much better. I mean, I yeah. think that that applies too. with, um, you know, it comes to mind like relationships ending or, or people like energetic attachments between people and relationships, like looping thoughts and programs. And I guess maybe yeah. that's where cord cutting practices come in. Like, what do you yeah. think about our attachments to other people and, and resolving those?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's a big deal. <laughs> and I think um, if we, if we get out of the intellectual problem about what's going on with that relationship and how do I feel about it? What's happening? You know, are they going to do this? And what did I do? Right. When we get at it. That's the loop, right? We go into these thoughts of I said something wrong or I wasn't my best or this person doesn't want me. They abandoned me or, you know, I hurt someone or whatever that is. Right. And they might all be real truths and experiences, but when we go into the thought and we start looping on it, we're just reliving it constantly and we're not allowing the energy to move out. So the thing about relationships and, you know, people, people always are like, oh, I want to cut that cord. I want to stop thinking about that person or have, have them think about me. I just want to cut it and get rid of it. Most of those cords, most relationships of whatever kind, those agreements typically end organically on their own and they, they those cords fall away. Okay, that's why we have like relationships where, you know, you've had people in your life that you were really close to for a certain amount of time and you just never talk to them again. Just so weird. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that person. We were so close, but who knows what happened to them? All fine. But right. You came together, you experienced something or learned something you were supposed to. And then it just fell away naturally. And sometimes that happens with like romantic relationships. Other times it doesn't because the one person is finished with that agreement. And the other person hasn't finished their part of the agreement. So that's when, you know, cord cutting, how I I see it as, okay, there's a process. You get in a very neutral space with that spirit. And you can say, thank you for the part of your agreement that you fulfilled. And then you can let them know spirit to spirit, you're, you're finished with your part. So they have the opportunity to go finish that with someone else. And then cords can start to move. You help them move where things can still be resolved. But getting your energy back from a relationship is huge, especially unresolved or something. Because if, if you don't, it, it is as simple as I can't make it right, but I can get the thought out that I have to fix it. You know, I can work on my issue about how I wanted something to be. Like I can work on that idea and that programming, but more than anything, just pulling your energy out of it you're gonna feel more complete and more okay. Literally you're doing the brunt of the work in that. You just you're not as concerned anymore because your energy's not in it still looping. Mm -hmm. Right. I love
0: how you describe that too, because I think it can be confusing or painful a lot of the A lot of the times when we feel like we haven't finished it yet or that like, oh, why isn't this syncing up for me as well? But like, I love that you describe it like that because there might be worthiness to work out or acceptance to work out or different lessons for our own soul that might not have anything to do with the other person. It just triggers us for a reason to accelerate healing in a way. It usually
1: never has anything to do with the other person, right? And I remember when I was first going through this myself, learning these tools, um, regarding a relationship at the time, you know, I think I was, you know, I had that same experience of when you, you know, you want something or you want it to be okay, or you want it to be a certain way, or you you know, you, your understanding of it is something completely different. And I, I see this, I saw it for myself back then, it was like a aha moment, but I see it, you know, it's very common that that relationship had nothing to do with, myself and other that are the person by the time it ended, it was about my healing abandonment issues from stuff that that person had nothing to do with. Right. But because of how it ended, it gave me the opportunity to finally heal that older stuff. So thank you person for coming in and helping me do that. Right. But I had to see it through energy work, you know, to get neutral And also, I remember something someone saying to me at the time, and I say this all the time now when I I see it so often, as a lot of times with relationships, two people come together, and they have this beautiful thing they're both bringing, and they both bring something, and they both learn something, and they're both helping the other person to get somewhere. And then one person can't grow anymore. They've hit their limits. They just, it's too hard. It's too painful. They don't want to see things about their own life, not the relationship that doesn't allow them to expand and continue. And that other person is like, let's keep going. I want to expand. I want to grow. I want to." And they can't do it with that person. So they think they're being rejected, but really it's because this person just can't grow anymore and they're being released so they can go find somebody that can expand with them. And that, you know, that takes some releasing of the pain to be able to see like, Oh, it's not me. We just got as far as we can get. If I want to keep going and go deeper and have what I deserve, I need to go find somebody else.
0: 100%. I'm even thinking about my parents, and so many of us are children of divorced parents. And it just reframes this whole idea of like marriage in general and like the soul's journey with a partner mm-hmm. in general and, and just releases a lot of the story, the, the falsehoods yeah. in the story about like why we end up together at all and like how, yeah. we, how we grow or, or separate, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It takes off a lot of the um, blame and a lot of the there's something wrong with us and there's a right way to be, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, people split up, they part their ways. And, you know, does that have to be something that's negative? Can it be something, you know, beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Like I saw my parents, even though they went through so much pain at the time, like blossom into just beautiful new versions of themselves with partners that reflected where they needed to be so appropriately. And like, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Isn't -hmm. that, it's amazing. And I, and I think it's kind of rare. Mm -hmm. but it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. So I'd love to journey back with you and just talk about how you got to this place in your, in your spiritual growth and your journey. Like what led you into this kind of work? And I mean, take it as far back as you'd like, but like what drew you to this, to this work in general? And what has your journey looked like?
1: I guess I, you know, I guess personality wise, I've, I've always been someone that wanted to explore things. So I had that in me, you know, I was, I was very like adventurous. I loved different cultures and to travel and I wanted, you know, I never, never wanted to just be where I was. Right. I always wanted to like go see something else or learn something else. So, you know, I had that free spirited thing going on anyway. Um, And also it's funny, I grew up, you know, in Dallas, Texas, pretty traditional, you know, not California lifestyle at all. Um, or this kind of world. But my mom was into this stuff. She was like reading Shirley MacLaine's books and telling me how she was, oh my gosh, you know, as as, I think I was, you know, how old was I then like eight or something, how she was hovering, you know, above herself in the bed and she could see this cord and she could see herself sleeping there. And my mom told me, you know, she kind of took me through all that. And I just thought it was cool. You know, I I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I want to do it. I just thought it was kind of like, oh, that's my mom's doing. It was pretty normal. She had crystals and things like that for a phase of her life. Um, And so thinking back, I think that that it was set that that was okay for me, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't go – I didn't really get into this till later. I went a full-on, like, philosophical route. You know, I studied philosophy in school. I loved the thinking and being able to, like – um, if someone says this is the way, I love that there would be a debate, an argument that there was another way, and what I see now is it was all about there's always another possibility you know so I think I was drawn to show me where there's like a wall or a stopping place because I know there's going to be another way to get around it, and that's what I'm curious about. How do you find that? Where is it? What does it look like you know is it really hidden that kind of stuff so I also, I also always, always, always wanted to work for myself. I just never really wanted to work for anyone else. I, um, and I have worked for other people. um, and they were beautiful, wonderful people. I always chose great people to work for, but I just wanted to, I always thought I want to be independent and do my own thing. And so, you know, when you're going on that route, I just never was going to go a different one. (laughs) So it's, it opens it up to, well, you know, what kind of experience are you going to have out there if you don't want to go do like that kind of programmed thing that you're supposed to do? Um, and so, you know, I guess what I would say is finally, I did own my own business for a long time. Uh, I was an agent for uh, advertising photographers a whole different world, which I loved. And I loved all the people involved. They're so beautiful. And I'm still close to so many of them, my old business partner, especially one of my best friends. But I think that journey where I was managing people and in charge, kind of responsible of people's livelihoods, it took me to a whole nother level of, um, I got to, I have to learn boundaries because I was already super attached to my family, super attached to my many, many friends, love people, had great friends, were all very attached. And then I had this business where I was attached to people. And I finally just got exhausted, um, burned out. And it was at this perfect little time, like in my life, um, in my early 30s, early 30s, where I just couldn't handle it emotionally anymore. Like my empathic space just got so burned out. Um, what is it? Your, um, your, uh, oh my gosh, your adrenals. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. They were shot. And I just was like, I'm, I'm sick. Like I'm making myself sick and I'm miserable and I'm like crying all, all the time. Like what is happening? You know? And I wanted to like enjoy life and be alive, but I was like, this is not the way to do it. So It was kind of a, a, you know, we all have our funny little interesting ways of getting there. mine was through another adventure, but I basically ended up in a class. I think I was like, forget the philosophy and the thinking about things. And I'd done a lot of therapy. I was like, I don't want to talk about stuff anymore. I want to just get inside and feel it and know it and be done. And that's what led me to this. Because this is experiential work. This is, we don't talk about a lot of stuff. We don't figure it out. We don't learn. Um, you know, I mean, we we talk about it after the fact, but we go inside and we just experience. And for me, finally, I could just go. I took one class and I was like, I don't know what this is. And I had meditated before. I'd been to like Buddhist meditations, I had done stuff like that, trying to find my way. But once I went into the psychic space and grounded in my body. And I was, um, I was creating with it. I was engaged with, I wasn't just waiting for something to happen and hoping and trying to get out of my head. I was like, no, Oh, here's a thought. I can do something with it. Here's a feeling I can do something. It made me feel so empowered. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but this is it. Who cares for years? People were like, can you describe what you're doing? I'm like, no, I really can't. I just do it.
0: Yeah. It's like, we don't even really have the language for it yet. It's almost, I always Mm-mm. think about like astronauts trying to describe looking down at earth. Like they, nobody experiences this quite yet. So it's like, how do you even have the language for it? It really is. You have to, it's a feeling it's, it's like, yeah there's something going on there. So was that like a turning point in your life for you where you were at first activating your, your psychic uh,
1: abilities and knowledge? And like, how did it happened Like that? I mean, I've chills thinking about it. it. It was one of those. I just, it happened like that. Everything lined up. I started dreaming prophetically, which I don't even do that, that I guess I do it. It's so, it's funny. It's like, it was just, I was about to say I don't even do that anymore. I do it all the time now, and it's not a big deal. That's the thing. Mm. It was so like, oh, that now I'm like, do I even do it? Oh yeah, it's part so it's funny, right? But it was huge. I started dreaming prophetically, like very literal things, you know, like someone was gonna give me a message and tell me about this in their life. And the next day, there's the message verbatim, like very just that telepathic communication. The dream space, I would meet up with friends in the dream space, they would, we would talk about something, it would happen the next day, they'd talk, you know, all yeah. that. And then everything also, because it activated, because things were lining, were, were, were turned on, I guess you'd call it, everything just lined up. You know, it's like, I took that class, um, I was going to go do something else. And then I ended up in Santa Fe, which is where I studied and, and started taking all these classes. You know, I wanted, I need, I wanted to find a place. I visualized it or I dreamed it. I saw it the next day. So I got those validations where I was like, okay, I'll just keep going. When you're first getting into that, the validations and the signs are so loud because you haven't really recognized them before or seen them before. And then, and so you're just like so excited. You just, you just, you're like, something's leading me, you know? So I just, um, I just, Immediately. I took one class. I took another. I took every class within three months of it. I was like, I'm going to sell my other business. I'm going to go into this 100%. I don't know where it's leading me. I don't know what I want to do with it. I just am going to do it seven days a week. So that's what I, and I did for about three years.
0: Wow. So, had you been, so you mentioned you'd been like in Buddhist temples, you'd been kind of studying like meditation and stuff. What was different about the psychic training that really activated this for you? Like,
1: what stands out? Well, first of all, probably it was timing because I do think that everyone has their journey and and it's timed. There's this divine timing when you're ready for something, it appears. So, the first part is I was ready. You know, before I even did, before I even sat and did any kind of psychic work or any kind of healing work, I, I made, it's like something in me shifted through pain where I just was like, I'm ready, take me. So I already kind of opened up right to that just divine leading. Um, So when I, when I sat in that first set, they were called, then they were called like self healing, you know, meditation or you know self healing 101 it was all about self healing there was no mention of the word psychic i had no idea and had no intention of doing psychic work it was all about healing and i think what shifted and what was different was before i was looking for something that could guide me outside of myself i was looking outside of myself like i wanted the guru to take me somewhere uh I wanted, and I make jokes about it that I went to India with some friends of mine years before this, years before, and you know that we are looking for these these wise people, you know and and I just came back like more confused than ever, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean because it was just but it was amazing, and I had this healing experience, but i what I went looking for the answers, the answers, and someone to just show me what it's all about, you know, I came back very humbled of um, uh uh-uh. uh, you have to go through this, you know, and I was very young then I was in my early twenties and, you know, went searching through the Himalayas. So, so funny, but also part of my experience uh, this time. I, I, I just had that experience of, um, Oh, there's nothing outside of me. There's not something I'm trying to go get. Now I know what it means that it's right here. It's like something opened up where I can receive it. And I knew I'm not going to feel like this all the time. It's not going to feel like this all the time, but it's always accessible. It's always there. And just that knowing that it's always there, it's like everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what was different is this kind of meditation. Let's call it the work that I do, the intuitive healing for me, it was my language. That's what it was that, that, it's finally something that I did spoke my language. It resonated with me. I connected with it. I was like, this is the one mm-hmm. that was the difference, I guess.
0: Yeah. Cause everybody
1: has their thing. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think you had been like prepared and kind of primed from studying meditation and meditating up until that point? So that when you were finally there, like it clicked and you were able to understand the language.
1: I, so up to that point, I did not meditate a lot. I was a searcher. I tried things if I didn't like them after two times, I was done and on to the next. So I wasn't like a practicing I definitely wasn't a practicing Buddhist or anything like that. I studied religion and philosophy in college. I read books about religion and philosophy. that was my interest. I traveled to Asia, I went to temples. I did all that stuff, which was amazing. Um, I would like to do it again tomorrow. It was incredible, but I no, I did not have a have a meditation practice at all up to that point it was I was very whatever felt good you know this was different this gave me a meditation practice yeah so 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 doing something prior did not prep me at all and it wasn't because I had built up that muscle this was different this was something that I could be engaged it was active Cause my mind is like all over the place. It's hard. I can't be silent in my, in here. I'm not a mindfulness person. It it was too much energy, for me, energy for me to drop my energy down. A lot of the meditations you drop into your lower chakras. Um, even the heart space that didn't feel good to me, it was too much on my physical space. Oh my gosh, I did Zen B- Buddhist meditations. I would vomit the next day, like mm. for like 24 hours. My body was like, no, it was just too intense. Yeah. This was like, Um, it was active. So I'm always doing something in there and it felt good. Mm -hmm. So because it was not scary or hard, I was like, oh yeah, I'll do this all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I don't, I'm not looking for scary or hard.
0: Totally, totally. I love what you said earlier too, just about like timing and kind of surrender and being open to it. I just have this memory, like a month ago, um, I was just like, "Where am I supposed to be?" I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like I'm suffocating a little bit, and I don't know where to go. And I was just like, "Helen, why don't you relax and just ask?" And like immediately, I just got, "You need to be teaching meditation." And I was like, "Why haven't I thought about this?" I mean, this is like everything I've been focusing on. And the next day, I reached out to the Den and Unplug and booked my. Booked it immediately. And everything else had been a struggle. And it was just so obvious and so clear. That message was just like, I didn't think of it. It just came right in. And so, yeah, I've been now. You're ready. Totally, totally. I was just, I'm ready. And I feel so confident and so happy and so joyful to be doing it.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's the way to do anything. Why are we pushing stuff on ourselves? Why are we making ourselves do certain things? Or why are we making ourselves ready for something when we're not ready? When we are you're enthusiastic, you know, it's easy to replenish your energy, you know, you, you want to show up, like, why weren't we taught that we could do that with everything, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than being in all this effort, you know?
0: Right. And like comparing our paths to somebody else and like yeah. that, that rat race is just getting outdated, isn't it?
1: It is. <laughs> it is getting <laughs> outdated, God. which is
0: so great. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you have any like tangible tools that we could take with us to start practicing getting into this space and activating our sixth chakra, our third eye? Like, is there anything that you could, could suggest for us to work on?
1: Yeah. Do you want, um, do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to just take, us into the space. Take us in. Take us yeah. in. Yeah. It works better. Totally. I'll do <laughs> If it I you. tell you, then it's like, okay, how does she do that? What does she want to so I already did tell, right? At the beginning I told you what we do. Well yes. like two minutes. We just go in uh, I'm longer than that. So maybe four minutes. <laughs> totally. Everybody listening
0: just get cozy and drop in with us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll just go into the space. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just go ahead and close your eyes and take a nice deep breath first. We breathe just to connect with the breath, connect with that life force, because that's our connection into the body. So just breathing for a moment, and you just get to notice when you're just breathing, sitting in this space, if you feel good or calm or silly or, you know, kind of noticing where your energy is, just breathing in the body, imagine you're exhaling releasing everything that's not yours. Inhaling, breathing in your life force. And then let's just simply ground because it's helpful. It helps everything move and it'll make it easier to get in the psychic space. So just let it be simple and just kind of tune into the base of your body, right at the base of your spine or your seat somewhere. And just... With intention, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be visual even or literal. Go ahead and just give yourself like this magical tree trunk right at the base of your body. Just kind of attach it underneath you or create it. This tree trunk of energy, you're sitting right on top of it like the stump is cut off at the top. It's connected to you. So you are connected to that tree trunk. You are part of it. And just let it drop from your seat through the floor beneath you, thousands of miles, all the way down into the center of the earth. That magical tree trunk just roots down thousands of miles into the core of the planet you're just consciously creating this grounding cord of energy. And just breathe. It acts like a vacuum. The gravity in the earth pulling, releasing from you foreign energy. So just breathe, release, let go. If you notice anxiety in your body, it's just foreign energy. So breathe and release any of that. If you notice any discomfort or heaviness in your space, just breathe and release it. Just let everybody else's energy gently drain out of your space, down that cord beneath you. And start to gather your awareness. Start to bring your awareness up behind your eyes. So just bringing your consciousness, your breath, your awareness up behind your eyes, several inches back, kind of above your ears, right in the center of your head. So just notice yourself right there in the middle of your head somewhere, away from thinking. So if you're thinking at all, no worries, just come in front of it or behind it, above it, below it. Find this place right in the middle of your head that feels peaceful, expansive. So this is that third eye, that sixth chakra. You can create a golden glow of energy, a golden glow of light around your awareness in here. Just let it get brighter and brighter And in this space, silently say hello to yourself. Say hello to your intuition. And just for fun, just to play, go ahead out in front of you, wherever you want. Go ahead and imagine a rose. I use roses in this work a lot. Imagine a rose flower And just feel it there. And just ask it. Ask it to show you a color of what it is you're working on right now in life. I know that's a general statement, just ask it to show you a color of whatever it is you're working on right now. And just notice what color it is, what color it shows you or what you feel or hear. And then ask for a word or a theme. What does that color represent? What does it mean? A word or a theme or even a picture. And just kind of playing, just ask, are you? working on letting go of something? Or are you working on bringing in something, receiving something? And you can just blow it up like a firecracker, pop it like a balloon, just dissolve it, let it disintegrate, just releasing that. And just take a nice deep breath your awareness in the center of your head and just say to yourself before we replenish to say i trust myself just really bringing your energy into that sixth chakra and then let's replenish so tune in at the top of your head right at that crown chakra right on top of your head imagine or feel or see a golden ball of light it's like a a magnetic sun on the top of your head and this one tell it to start to call all of your energy back to you so let it get bigger and bigger watch it calling back all of your energy from other people from your past from the future from your dreams calling all your bright colors back into that sun just feel it vibrant. And then bring it into your body. Let it pour into your head, face, throat, arms to fingertips, chest, stomach, back, your hips, legs to toes. Imagine it's filling in every cell in your body with your vibration, your life force. Let it spill out of you, all around you. So it's replenishing your aura all around about arm's length. So you're right in the center of you, just a ball of your own light. Just know it, feel it, see it. And take another breath. And you can gently bend over, like you're bowing to yourself. <laughs> you're just releasing excess energy off the top of your head because when we do all that, it changes our frequency and you can get kind of buzzy or sometimes too dizzy. So. And then stretch up. Yep. Open your eyes. Breathe. Move around. Wow. Oh my gosh,
0: Catherine. What a gift. That was really wonderful. It's amazing how like when we draw attention to it, we can literally feel our consciousness moving like behind our eyes and like actually feel that.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That pineal gland's activating when you do it right. And you're owning that space for yourself.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. my I saw my rose go blue yeah. and like communication yeah. and leadership came up and I saw myself like with a microphone holding my hand up. And then the message to release was like, bring your hand down, drop the mic and hold hands in a circle. It was like more like transitioning into community.
1: Which yes. was, um,
0: <laughs> that was cool.
1: <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, that's exactly where you are. That's good work. Good psychic work. Thank you. It's oh, good was- validation, right?
0: Definitely. Definitely. Because prompt having you prompt that question like, okay, what do you need to know about this image? Like dropped me into that further yeah. relief.
1: So the cool. trick about the psychic work isn't, you know, someone being able to see better or being stronger. It's really about the questions. If you you start to learn what questions to ask to 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 trigger stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there mm-hmm. any significance to the rose? I've I've seen a couple of people like say that there's kind of like um this divine connection and almost like a, a priesthood or a high priestess connection to the rose—is
1: there anything behind that? It's so funny. Yeah, I see it everywhere. It's amazing. I, it's in so much of this work. Um, the, the 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 general answer for the rose is that it's always been used. That's the thing. Is a rose literally is one. The rose itself is one of the highest vibrations on the planet. Hmm. So. It's just natural that mystical people are drawn to it. It's been around since the beginning of the planet. It's in every culture. It's all throughout history, which is so fascinating. Who knew, right? But the rose has been around forever. And again, has a high vibration. And it symbolizes so many different things. It symbolizes the divine feminine. It's a symbol for um, uh, the sacred it's a symbol for the psychic space, for rebirth, for chakras, also for like divine love mm-hmm. um, and for like initiation. So it kind of covers all, you know, spiritual growth, basically. So there's different lineages that use the rose. And in in mine and the kind of work that I do, we just, the rose is the, is the one kind of symbol that we use. And we use it in like, you know, 20 different ways, mm-hmm. but always a rose. And it's oh. funny because some people are like, "Oh, I just can't stand a rose. Can I see something else?" And I, I joke, but it's a truth uh, that yeah, you can use whatever you want. You know, you use a palm tree or you know whatever you want, or sunflower. However, at some point, you've got to get get rid of the programming that you don't like a rose, mm-hmm. right? Because there's programming around it. So it's mm-hmm. great to to watch people be like, "I couldn't stand the rose," you know, in the beginning, and now I love it, and I use it all the time because. There's some kind of programming attached to it. Someone you don't like gave you roses, you know, something, something happened or they're two, whatever, but we want to release the the dogma and the programming around it. Totally.
0: So interesting. Well, Catherine, how can people work with you? How can we meditate with you? Are there any like lessons you have coming up? Tell us everything.
1: Yeah. Um, Go to the den. So you can go, always go to the den. I teach um, Mondays, Wednesdays thursdays fridays just a drop-in class so it can be for i have a lot of advanced you know people in that class because they want to just continue and practice their work and just keep up the muscle but i also have brand new never meditated before you know every day so it doesn't matter what level it's just a play space where we do this kind of work so that's great and then i just started the level one intuitive healing um certification program so that's where we dive deeper into everything. So Look for that. You can go on my website too. Um, I always have announcements on there about what programs are coming up and workshops. In those, we dive deeper. That's like I want to talk to my spirit guide, but I really want to talk to my spirit guide, (laughs) or I want to work with my Akashic Records guide, or um I want to do deep healing on like my you know old trauma and past life energies. So in the programs, you just get to stick with it longer and we just dive deeper and we learn. A lot more tools than we do in the drop-in classes, obviously. However, just when we just did, you can ignite the psychic space and it's always available. It's Amazing. not, you don't, have, you don't have to effort to get to it.
0: Right. And then it's Katherineshift.com right? And at katharineschiff on Instagram.
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. katharineschiff.com. Yep at Kathleen Schiff on Instagram. That's amazing.
0: It. I'll put that in our description too. But thank you so much for being here. I mean, what a thank gift. You. I'm so, so grateful for you. And I'm so excited for people to experience that activation because it's just amazing that we can get into that container quite quickly. It's life, and, yeah. yeah.
1: It's available to everybody and it's life changing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, thank you thank so you.
0: much. I'm sure I'll be seeing more of you soon. but yes, thank day. you for
1: having me on. And I'm so excited for your your, t- your meditation journey.
0: All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And of course, everything we chatted about is linked in the description below. A couple more things on Maya, and if you go to helen.com, you'll find links to work with me if you're feeling called. I have a one-on-one mentorship program, a course called Cultivating Confidence, an eight-module self-mastery course. And there are lots of blog posts up for you. There's a link to sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter, which goes out every week. I love doing that with you guys. And I also teach meditation on Sundays with Unplugged Meditation and The Den. So looking forward to connecting with you. Again, I'm on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore and at The Lifted Podcast. Talk to you soon. Episodes drop on Wednesdays. I love you so much. Sending blessings. Bye for now.